That was the Bodines, and before that we heard from the Bodines, and we got the set started off with some of Wisconsin's own Bodines. Hmm. Seems like Julie Maxwell must have programmed that last set here at 97X. Dave. Yeah? You're not on the air on 97X, because we would never play three Bodines in a row. Not even on three for Thursday. Did we even have a three for Thursday? I don't think we ever did. Uh, but don't forget this hour, we have a chance for you to win a very illegal Sinead O'Connor box cutter. And also we'll have the Weekend Report with Julie Maxwell. That's coming up. Uh, and As a matter of fact... No, 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 still, no, no, sorry. We're we're in my basement recording a podcast yeah. about the former radio station, 97X. But we do have Julie Maxwell here. Am I correct? You are correct. Fantastic. Oh, so it, it, it's... Correct. This is magic. It's like Dave conjures it up in his mind, reads some stuff, and then that person magically appears. It's amazing. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I think so. Cool. I'm a little nervous. Have, have you heard, did you listen to the other ones yet? We're not professional. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've listened to all three of them. They're uh, pretty freewheeling. <laughs> freewheeling meaning scattered, had no sense of direction, and uh, rambling. <laughs> Yeah. No, meaning, yes, covered, I would prefer to, to, to categorize it as covering an awful lot of ground, dredging up plenty of old memories, um, but it's been, it's, it, they're fun, they're a lot of fun. Um, and my God, the drops, where did you guys get all the drops? I, I got, I have, I have uh, hundreds of cassettes at home, and I got, I went out and bought one of those digitizer cassettes, and I listen to them every once in a while, and we, we send some over. The future of rock and roll. I'm gonna kiss your pineapple. 97X. Do you have a favorite event that you talked about in the weekend report, Julie? Gosh, there were so many. Yeah. I did recall from a previous podcast you mentioning the Purple County Pork Festival. Yes. And I also um, had a fondness every year for the Outdoor Underwear Festival. I believe that was up in Piqua. And then, um, you know, there were many a times out in an act of desperation where I would have to go to um, my old standby, the polo events um, up in Dayton. <laughs> now, was it true you had a crack research team of 10 that helped you uh, investigate and find what was really happening in the tri-state? I, I think the 10 were newsletters that I got as opposed to a crack, a crack team. But yes, that sounds about right. What Julie's trying to say is everything was on a shoestring there at mm-hmm. 97X, and right. that's understandable. Julie, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. First of all, just to establish, when did you start at 97X? How did you start there? And then how long were you there? Oh, I started in, gosh, spring of 1987, I believe. And I had come over as believe it or not, a stringer reporter to report on news events, particularly the Oxford City Council and the Oxford School Board, and just provide uh, news features for Bake in the morning. And then that went to being the the news person with him on the morning show. Um, And soon, within a year after that, I was the co-host. And I was there until, gosh, I was there until 1998, so 11 years. So you really started out as as a hard-hitting news reporter, like a Geraldo. I did. I did, under uncovering all sorts of things going on in the school board and the city council and Sleepy Little Oxford. 
So do, how would you would you go to council meetings with like your trusty tape recorder, your Tandy tape recorder, or how did you do that? No, I would go to city council meetings with my handy reporter's notebook, and I would take notes and come back to the station and record um, a bit of a 15, 20-second summary of what happened at the meeting and leave it for bake in the morning. 15 to 20 seconds sounds about like 12 seconds too long for an Oxford City Council update. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I would agree with you on that. It was airtime, and I had the mic, and I had the editing material, so, you know, I kind of pushed the limits as much as I could. Had you worked as a reporter elsewhere before coming to 97X? Oh, yes. I was a reporter on uh, WMUB, which was the Miami University uh, public radio station. So that's how I got my start. I I came to Miami for um, broadcasting, um, worked at WMUB, and then came over as as a reporter. The, the one and only, the crack news team <laughs> at, at 97X. Well, I, I'm going to cut just straight to the chase. Okay, who was your favorite Breakfast Club co-host? Pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> oh, my God. I love them all differently. Oh, I love yeah, all my go. children. <laughs> I love all my children. I love all my children. <laughs> they were very childlike. I mean, really, because you were the co-host on The Breakfast Club with Baker Man. With Rick Tile, yes. With Dave, yes. anybody else? No, I believe that's it. Okay. And some, you know, various, uh, various subs. Well, when Bape was on vacation, I had the distinct honor of of hosting the Breakfast Club for a couple of weeks with Carrie Gray, and that was just amazing because he was high energy. He was almost kinetic, and I remember one day walking into the studio, and he would have a glass of coffee and a Pop-Tart literally on the floor. You know, he walked into the station door there and the and the studio was off to your right. Yeah. And it was sit there right on the court waiting, welcoming me as I came in. And, you know, it only got crazier and fast paced from there. Yeah. Carrie was quite manic. <laughs> yeah, very. Yes. Yes, he was. Do we ever know what happened to him? I don't. I, I've lost contact with him. He went in. He, I know he was at Cape Hoy yeah. in Hawaii for a while and then he came back and he's been on the air I I don't know if he still is but he had quite the little radio career after he left 97X well his best friend was Bubba the Love Sponge and my Carrie Gray story is that Carrie and I and Bubba the Love Sponge went to the Indy 500 together are you kidding? no I'm not making that up in fact I have a photo somewhere at home I will will, uh, digitize it and and, uh, show it off like a whole podcast in itself that's true carrie if you're one of the 12 people that actually tunes into this it's 97x woxy at gmail.com just drop us a line via email and uh, let us know how you're doing 97x thank you mr dj the future of rock and roll It's nice hearing a guitar solo in a Joe Jackson song again. That's going downtown from laughter <laughs> and lust. I sound more like a puppy. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> and uh, Smiths, our Friday featured artist with hand in glove. Time now for McDonald's breakfast table trivia. Breakfast for two from the McDonald's, Voxford, Hamilton, and Fairfield. And I don't even know the question, so I'm new as everyone else. Okay, and I'm okay. not going to give you any hints either. Okay. It's a movie question. A bad film b it's not even a b movie like a c minus like an f movie okay 
What film is subtitled Tobacco Chewin', Gut Chompin', Cannibal Kinfolk from Hell? What movie subtitled that? Yeah. What was it running by me again? I'm looking for the subtitles. Oh, no, this the, is the subtitle. Yeah, looking for the title. The title. Tobacco Chewin', Gut Chompin', Cannibal Kinfolk from Hell. Okay, if you know the answer to that one, which I don't know. Uh, the numbers are 863-5665 from Cincinnati, 523-4114 from Oxford. If you're dialing from Dayton, one in front of either number. If you're the first one to get it right, you get breakfast for two from the uh, McDonald's of Oxford, Hamilton, and Fairfield. Right now, it's New Simple Minds. See the lights in the future of rock and roll. I have a trivia question. Maybe you can answer it because no one's gotten it right so far from an earlier podcast. The 10th anniversary reunion. Can you name all four bands? And you'll win a Delamitri CD from my collection. I already have it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe I believe it was Shag, The Mob, Royal Crescent Mob, Too Much Joy, and The Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, you got three out of four. So close. You were so close. It wasn't so close. Shag? It was not Shag. We have the... Although, I, although we think that there might actually be a, a band member from Shag that was also in this band that played. That is correct. Uh, I have the promo, and we're going to play it at a future podcast uh, that names the fourth band. Because I thought it was Shag, too, if you would have yeah, asked me sure. before I heard that. Oh, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Another thing that you did, explain you are our promotions director. Explain to people what a promotions director does at a radio station. The promotion director was responsible for all the goofy little promos that, that we put on the air. I, I, I had the responsibility of securing and then dispersing every piece of merchandise, memorabilia, contest, prize, tickets, gave away a lot of tickets. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I promoted the station. So the promotions and marketing team would... Um, you know, put together some of the events and contests that we did both on air and off, and <laughs> some are legendary and some are best left to the trash heap of radio history. Uh, I still use half <laughs> the things that you uh, distributed. The put a lid on it for the, the, the pop can from Squirrel Nut Zippers, got that in my drawer. The box cutter, I'm not, I was not kidding, Sinead's box cutter, I got <laughs> why, that. Why was there a box cutter Affiliated with Sinead O'Connor, was it the hair? I have no idea. I have no idea. And I don't even know if we produced those or if those were a promotional item that were sent to us from the record company. Uh, It had 97X on it, so I think it was you. Oh, so we met. Okay, then it probably was me. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I needed some. (laughs) That's what it came down to, is that I needed some to open the boxes. So I thought we'd give one some away, too. I wasn't completely selfish. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to have a promo, and let's give away some Hungry Man dinners. Yeah, I think that's a good... <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, Let me just take exactly. Two of my all-time favorite promotions, one of which was the holiday gift grab. I mm-hmm. still talk about that to this day. That and was how much fantastic. fun it was. We gave away a brown shoe. We gave away <laughs> cure catalogs. There was a ton of stuff. And Dave's rules and regulations that we played. And the auction that we did, we were able to get rid of all that stuff before the internet, sight unseen. People were, people were bidding on things, and we made thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's thousands true. You're right. Of dollars for for local charity, and then the summer, the 97 days of summer promotion that we did, where we gave away something every day. Yeah. And then and then we collected something every day, and there was this huge pile of stuff at the end, and we had 
the chuck wagon came out and that's when the bare naked ladies played on the party patio and we gave it we gave it all away to one lucky winner i have an idea we're going to do another podcast where we'll call you and let's just run through all those promotions get those in your memory because i remember people would come in and trade and would go no i don't want that cd i'll take the you know inflatable whatever it was for the hum promotion (laughs) i remember that that was Uh excellent why don't you let people know what you're up to now the 12 that listen to us know what you're up to Oh, gosh, I have a glamorous life in um, advertising up here. It's a segment of advertising called shopper marketing. So all of the stuff that you see in the stores, the various displays and uh, uh, and, and the events and the promotions, we, we coordinate those for CPG companies. You said up here. Where is here? Oh, up here. Sorry. It's in uh, the suburbs, the beautiful suburbs of Detroit. Uh, now I'm friends with you on on Facebook, and I got to say, your daughter is the splitting image of you, or spitting. <laughs> yeah, do you know what happens? Is that somebody will Riley will post a, a picture of of herself, and I'll get an email from Facebook that says somebody posted a picture of you. Do you want to approve it for publication? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh, not cow. kidding. So married, how many kids? Uh, I have two kids. I've been married. It'll be 20 years this year. Oh, we're going to send you a nice anniversary gift. It's going to be a t-shirt, and it's going to have six band logos on the back of it. Okay. Can one of them be the opening act for the for the 10th anniversary <laughs> show yes, so I can win that. this contest? So I can win this little trivia contest? Yeah. Heck yeah. And Dave also uh, mentioned at the beginning the Bodines, the Bodines, and the Bodines, because you had a little thing for Sammy from the Bodines. I did. I did. I did love my Bodines. Mm-hmm. Yes. Every time you were on the air, totally I knew one-sided. there would be a Bodines. Yeah, and the Bodines were actually, um, that was the last song I ever played. Oh, appropriate. At, at 97X. That was my little swan song was, was Dreams as I finished up my very last shift there. Fantastic call for uh, the last song. That was good move on that one. And then where did you go well, after, after leaving 97X? I left 97X to, to get married. So I, I had, had I not had this, had Dan walked back into my life, he was my high school sweetheart. 10 years, we dated in high school, and then 10, 12 years later, our paths crossed again and we got married. So got all the dating done 10 years ago, and then we just got, got married. So I moved back up to Detroit in 90, 1998. So I got to finish the 97X radio station of the year and then we did 15th anniversary and then I scooted out to get married and I went and I worked for about a year maybe two years it was at greater media radio which was a trio of stations at up here in Detroit the the flagship um, WRIF which was kind of the equivalent to WEBN Mm -hmm. then there was a classic rock station and then I I started at a place called the edge so you remember back at that time, the edge stations were alternative stations, programmed, consultant, consulted stations that were popping up all over the place. And I was there at the edge for about six months, and then we flipped formats. And I had, I had actually gone through about through three format changes in, in three years that I was there, and I figured that was enough. Mm-hmm. That was enough. <laughs> you said, get me out of radio and let me get into a much yeah. more stable industry, advertising. Correct. <laughs> yes. 
you haven't <laughs> lost any speed off your fastball because your voice still sounds fantastic. And we, every time Dave and I, anybody else from the station would go out to some sort of event, rock and roll, extra beats or whatever. If people hadn't met you, they'd be like, what does Julie Maxwell look like? What does she look like? Because they were always yeah. trying to match up that voice with the face. Because you have a great great voice we always thought that you know you you have a voice for radio and i don't mean that bad you have a voice for radio well that's funny that you say that because because let me tell you you guys you you were you were talking you've been playing some of the spots that we have played mm-hmm. or that we had run and i hear my name pop up on the spots and i i remembered how you know when i was the the brief stint that i had working overnight so or, or even when i was doing the morning show why would you would stick around the station because the longer you stick around the station the more chance you had for being called in by by you most likely the yeah. production director like yeah. i need you to read this line or i need yeah. you to say or i need you to do this cut this spot so so you just get more air time you get your voice out there more well that's sort of the same thing in in up at the um agency that where i work except all they want me to do now is cut scratch tracks so i do the voice and i come down and they run down can you record something for me really quick and i run down and do it one take julie i'm still i still got it <laughs> but i can never convert it to an actual spot so oh. you're right probably a voice for radio good <laughs> enough for radio not good enough for commercial properties it's a shame because you know like it's the same with <laughs> me like in my day job i get to do the voice for some e-learning things so everybody else in our office is subjected to hearing me recorded when they're doing some boring training program. Sorry. Are you getting paid? But you're getting paid, right? I no. just run downstairs and cut a and cut a spot. Nope, no payment at all. That's why they use me because I always we're, say it's like I'm yeah, not, not good. We're but not I'm cheap. doing something right, Damien. No, he's getting paid in CDs. Right. Don't listen to him. He's getting paid in CDs and Bogart's tickets and Bogart's <laughs> tickets and some for the Ponderosa <laughs> next door. <laughs> Julie, right. we do have right. a, a rule here. Two Bella Lugosi's dead back-to-back. Double shot is how long we can have the podcast. So I think we're, we're coming up uh, to the sustained ending of uh, Bella Lugosi's dead. Again, this has been a treat talking with you. We really appreciate it. And if you could maybe get your husband and two kids to listen, we could have 16 <laughs> listeners to the podcast. I will. I And you know what? I, I might even tell some people that I'm working with now because they don't believe me. And I, you know, and I say, I have to prove to my kids, I was cool one day. I really was. <laughs> you were super cool. It. Yeah, you were super cool. And you still are in our eyeballs, Julie. And always will be. No, it very was kind. so much You're fun working kind. with You're you. You're very kind. So, um, but thanks again for, for coming on to the podcast. And uh, I got to let people know it's 312 and it's 47 degrees <laughs> outside. And uh, coming up, we got some Bodines. What the hell is this? What are you talking about? The future of rock and roll.